Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a ton to get to. Can't wait. But real quick, if you haven't done it, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue. You definitely need to put that on your to-do list to go to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Plus, uh, Superbook Sports Colorado. And of course, Burns and McCoy. I'm going to tell you more about Burns and McCoy here in a second, but I'm going to give you a quick uh, rundown of what's going to happen today on the show. A man was caught driving with a giant bull in the passenger seat. Five million bees spilled out onto a highway. I feel like that's happened not too long ago, like somewhere else. Uh, a man in Mexico ordered a mobile phone online when he got the package in the mail. It was something completely different <laughs> and deadly. Uh, why it's important to flush the toilet after you use it in some countries. And um, the mailbag. The mailbag is on fire right now. You guys are sending in a bunch of random questions, and I'll get to those coming up. But first, it, it's awesome. I love this this stuff, and I'm so excited to be partnered up with them. Uh, Burns and McCoy, just amazing hot sauce. I'm a hot sauce kind of junkie. I don't know about you, but there's so many different types. And when you find one that you like, just a brand, you just, you got to stick with it. And that was the thing when I, when I found the beauty of Burns and McCoy a couple of years ago, I was just shocked. I'm like, this is so freaking good. And their thing is, over at Burns and McCoy, it's all about flavor first. That's their thing. Then they focus on the heat. And they got a wide variety of flavors and heat levels. So you got to check them out. Go to BurnsandMcCoy.com. Use promo code DeHuff, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Uh, I Personally, I have a lot of favorites. <laughs> it's hard for me to really say, like, here's my one that I really love. Because I love so many. Listen, when it comes to Burns and McCoy, I'm a lover, okay? I can't help it. It's in my DNA. But the, my favorite ones are the Mango Habanero, Salsa Verde, especially Aroha, Scotch Bonnet, and, of course, Sriracha. I'm, I'm working through Sriracha right now. It's just it's so freaking good. Oh, my God. And then I told my wife, I, I feel bad. I told her, I was like, oh, we're all out of it. And I just kind of hid it behind. Listen, what what good marriage doesn't have a few little white lies in it, okay? Come on. In this situation, it's okay to lie so I can eat more Burns and McCoy sriracha, okay? Don't judge me. I know. I can feel your dagger staring right at me. I don't care. It's totally worth it. Go to BurnsandMcCoy.com, and you can see all their amazing flavors of hot sauces. Plus, they also got some mustard and salsa on there, so you're going to want to check that out. Burns and McCoy, it's a woman family-owned business, and their focus is to only give you the highest quality products by using ingredients of the highest quality. It's a, it's a very simple uh, setup when you think about it that way. They're like, hey, I have a, a crazy idea. Let's use really good ingredients. And they're like, yeah, no kidding. Let's do that. That sounds great. Whereas some other companies, yeah, they're a little questionable. Burns and McCoy, if, if it's not the best, you know, that's not in their recipe card then. So they only use the best over at Burns and McCoy. 
Uh, food should be fun. They provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. So go ahead, grab a Burns, some Burns and McCoy today. They're available at all grocery stores in the front range, but I like to go to burnsandmccoy.com. You can use that promo code DeHuff, and you can get 20% off your next order. It's Burns and McCoy. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> I posted this video on my social media channels at DeHuff Podcast. You got to check it out. It's so bizarre. Right around 11 o'clock in the morning, a few, I want to say it was a few days ago, Northfolk Police Division responded to a call of a man driving eastbound on 275 with a Watsui bull in the passenger seat. A bull was riding shotgun in a sedan, okay? (laughs) To really paint the picture. It wasn't like it was riding shotgun in, you know, uh, I don't know, like a bus or something. That sounds sounds bizarre. But you know what I'm saying? It's a sedan. It's like, (laughs) it's a four-door car that you normally would pile in, uh, you know, your family. It looked like an old, uh, used to be a police cruiser that this guy bought at auction somewhere. Anyway, he he shoves this giant freaking bull named Howdy Doody. (laughs) Put it in the front seat. I guess he was driving to, I want to say it was some sort of parade. And apparently this isn't the first time he's done it. He, He takes this bull, possibly other bulls at different times, to these parades. And people are expecting to see him. But obviously, that's a violation. He was, now that being said, the police were just, they evaluated the situation, educated the man, and said, this isn't a proper way to transport an animal. Even though the bull was just like, chill as, you know, all get out. He's just hanging out. He's like, hey, what's up? What's up, ladies? Hey. (laughs) He's just cool as can be. Dude has giant horns on him, too gigantic you gotta check out my facebook page or youtube wherever wherever you like to go and look at videos just search in the huff podcast and you'll see what i'm talking about bull was gigantic and what's funny though is where the back end of the bull is his his bottom you could tell that he just was having to relieve himself on the drive so there's just like poo just smeared all over the back end of uh, the, the the passenger side of the vehicle. <laughs> Dude gets a warning and they're like, go home, take the bull home and don't be driving around like this. I it, What's funny is I'm thinking this is just crazy. What the heck? But when you start reading comments from people that you know, you country folk, you're like, what's the big deal? I don't get it. And they're like, this is just, I can't remember the guy's name. I forgot. The, oh, Lee Meyer. That's just what he does. I mean, it's like he it, no harm, no foul type of thing. I don't know. Do you think it's that big of a deal? Especially if it's, if he's only driving in like small towns and really kind of taking back roads and stuff like that. I don't see honestly what the big deal is. I guess it's just more jaw dropping. You're not expecting to see that. But I wouldn't want to see somebody like that going down I-25, 
rolling through Denver with a giant bull riding shotgun. Don't want to see it. You know, especially when you got these people that are driving high, they're going to be totally freaked out. Like, oh my God, there's a bull. (laughs) I am so hungry right now. (laughs) It's just jaw drop. I've never seen anything like that in my life. But apparently, you people in the country, you're like, eh, seen it, seen worse. Bizarre. I have my dog ride up in the front seat because he refuses to sit anywhere else. Little bastard. It's cute, though, because he does sit up front, and he's just so happy. (laughs) So happy. He knows that that's his spot, and he doesn't go anywhere else. It's great. It's adorable. Sticks his nose out the window. Happy. That's basically what the bull was. He was just so content. Oh, my God. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. Uh, let me know, Podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on my socials at Podcast. Have you ever seen anything like that before, worse or maybe not as bad? Let me know because I think that's just crazy. What's the craziest thing you've seen driving around? I'll try to get that for next week's episodes. I'll put it out on social media as well. Crazy things you've seen on the road. I don't know what it is. Maybe you saw something spooky. Maybe you just saw something bizarre. You know, like a cow in the passenger seat. Let me know at the Huff Podcast. We'll get them on the show. Halton Regional Police Service, or HRPS, said officers were called to the area around 6.15 a.m. to respond to a truck with a, with a trailer transporting bees. Now, according to one of the officers, Ryan Anderson, media relations officer, said, we're not sure how or what exactly took place, but at some point, the boxes of bees and beehives slid off the trailer and spilled all over the road. There's approximately 5 million bees that were just released out onto this roadway. Now, I did some digging. I grabbed some audio from the the uh, police officers. This could be body cam audio. I don't know. Uh, I got it. Let's hear it of the police I- interacting with, with all these bees. Bees! Bees! Bees oh! in the car! Bees everywhere! God, they're huge! They're ripping my flesh off! Son, uh... Roll around. You hear me? Roll around on the ground. Forget that. I'm starting to swell up. Save yourself. Don't be the hero. Frank, allergic to bees? Me too. They're huge and they're stink crazy. We'll come back later and check on you. Get a walk. Save yourself. Your firearms are useless against them. The best part is like, your firearms are useless against them. <laughs> Hey, FYI, that wasn't real audio for you people that are like, wow, that's crazy. Good for him. Good for Duff. Wow. Way to track that down. Now, that's real journalism right there. (laughs) Uh, I'm an idiot. It's funny, though. It is. That's crazy. It would suck because I was uh, at my son's baseball game, and one of the parents because all the bees were like attracted to me and this this lady. 
I, I don't know what the heck it was, but the bees, it wasn't that bad with me, but this little other lady, she had like five to 10 bees just loving on her. They're crawling all over her. I had like one or two that were like attracted to my one hand and maybe all that lotion. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. Well, I'll tell you later off air <laughs> what that means. But like I had one that one or two that were crawling on my hand. This other lady though, she, I swear at one point she had roughly 10 on her and they were just like, they weren't stinging her. But what was crazy is one of the other parents made a comment and they're like, well, so-and-so over there that one of the dads, she's like, if, if he was over here, he'd be freaking out because he's severely allergic. I'm like, oh my God, how do you go out and about if you're allergic to bees? That's like scary as shit. I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, that, that would be frightening as a police officer. You're sitting there trying to cl help clean up this chaos. And then imagine being, you know, allergic to bees. So that's crazy. A by the way, a colony of bees could be, according to some experts, right around 80,000 bees. So to kind of give you an idea, you got 50 million bees out there. Somebody's like, well, it's not that many bees. I don't know. That seems like a, a decent amount. Five million. It's not like five. It's five million. So... Don't try to downplay this as something like a small event. Five million of anything is a lot. If I had a penny for every five, you know, for every B, I'd be happy. Wouldn't be a millionaire, but I'd be rich, <laughs> bitch. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> this is so crazy, and it makes you really concerned about when you receive a package in the mail. A man in Mexico ordered a mobile phone online. When the package arrived at his house, the I think his wife just like tossed it on the table. She was like, yo, motherfucker, you got a, a, a package. And he's just like, bitch, hate you so much. And then he goes to open it and realizes, I don't know why they're arguing. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded fun to do. But anyway, he opens the package and it's a freaking grenade in there. So he had to call the local police. They get a bomb squad out there, make sure they can dispose of it properly, and they do so. And what's scary is some people might go, ah, what's the big deal? It's just a grenade. It's a bomb in the mail, and you have to sit there and go, was somebody trying to blow me up by sending me that? There's a lot of drug cartels down there. Is that something that could have been set up by them? So that's kind of scary. It makes you makes you sit there and go, what in the hell? That, that blow my mind. And real quick, and listen, I don't care if you have a gun as long as you use it responsibly. That's my biggest thing. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole of, of you know, guns and everything. But talking about that real quick and, and being responsible with weapons reminded me of when I was a kid, I was probably like eight or nine years old. I'm not going to say the people's names so they don't get embarrassed by the situation. But I remember I was in a basement and somebody had found a gun somewhere in the rafters of the basement. So 
the young lady, the teenager, grabs the gun and she's like, oh, look, it's a gun. Pew, pew, and she starts pulling the trigger. She had checked it. I should say this. She had checked it. She swears that it was empty. Pulls the trigger a couple times. Nothing happens. Puts the gun up against somebody's head, an older man's head. Pulls the trigger. Nothing happens. Moronic. All this is moronic. And I'm sitting there as like an eight or nine-year-old going, what, what the hell is this? What's going on here? And then... The guy grabs the gun. He's all, let me see this. I used to be in the military. Pulls the trigger, and he's aiming at, thankfully not at me or anybody else, at a refrigerator that was down in the basement. Puts a hole in the refrigerator because there was a bullet left in the chamber. She almost killed somebody right in front of me. I'm like, oh, my God. Unless we're living in a weird, like, Matrix-type situation. And she did, and then just everything got reset. I don't know. <laughs> Conspiracy. Isn't that wild? Just tells you, just like, don't ever screw with guns, people. Just do it responsibly. Always assume that there's potential for a bullet to be left in a chamber, whether you realize it or not. That was scary. That always, I'm always like having that pop in my head, you know, Maybe once a month or something at random, it'll pop on my head. Crazy stuff. Could have been horrible. Horrible. But uh, everybody else I know that owns guns is a lot more responsible than that. So don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we got the mailbag. It's jam-packed. That's coming up next. But first, I tell you all the time how much I love Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's just amazing barbecue. It's St. Louis-style barbecue. They got baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey burgers, and they're all prepared to perfection every single day. And they got daily specials and sides all the time. So you got to follow them on, on social media, at Sugarfire Westie. So, like, for example, like every Tuesday, they have a Bronco burger. That's a double cheeseburger, bacon, brisket, pickle, onion. In Texas hot sauce. Every Saturday, they have burnt ends. Oh, my God. They're so, so delicious. Every Sunday, they have smoked fried wings. Smoked fried wings. Oh, that sounds delicious. With your choice of St. Louis sweet barbecue sauce, house buffalo, Thai sweet chili, or Nashville hot. And some of their most popular specialty sides are hash brown casserole, Brussels sprouts, and sweet chili. That's my go-to. You got to try it cucumber salad, and smashed loaded potatoes. Sugar Fire in Westminster is by far my favorite barbecue place in the state of Colorado. It's family-friendly, perfect for date night, and you can even use them for catering, whether it's a family event like birthdays, uh, you know, weddings, you know, maybe parties. Just Maybe you're just having friends over and you want to really up your game when it comes to food. That's where you got to check out Sugar Fire in Westminster. Uh, just off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron. So they're on the south side of 144th Avenue. Follow them, like I said, on social media at Sugar Fire Westie. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Hey, why should you bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports. This fall, Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just 
a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code MILEHIGH. So go ahead and bet with the best. Use promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I got it. Before we get into the mailbag, I want to throw this in there. Uh, I, I follow these guys on Twitter, and they're they're hilarious, but they're also just very interesting things that they tweet out. At Facts of World, and World is spelled with a zero instead of an O. They're on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. And this is what I, I got two things that I'm going to share with you. Blowing out candles on a birthday cake increases the number of bacteria on it by up to 1,400%. <laughs> That's disgusting. And it's, it's I, I've kind of thought about that for years. It's so gross when you think about it. <gasps> Blowing out candles, a spit going everywhere. And then everybody's like, I'll take a piece, maybe two. Mmm, <laughs> gross. Smells like gingivitis. <laughs> so gross. Especially some people, you're like, oh, God, is this really a good idea? <laughs> really a good idea to eat a cake that, you know, Carl just blew on? He's a sick sungung. Always drinking coffee and eating Cheetos. Now he's blowing out a birthday cake and I'm supposed to eat that? I just sounded like a dolphin. <laughs> Who invited the dolphin? Me. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I apologize. Also on Amazing Facts, they wrote, not flushing a public toilet after you used it is a crime in Singapore. And I'm just thinking that should be a crime everywhere. I know a lot of people are like, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. You know, try to conserve water. I get that, but let's be honest. <laughs> if I'm going to be sitting down over your mellowing yellow, I don't want any splashback coming up, coming up on me, right? I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> so I'm going to flush it. There goes your attempt at saving the planet. Because I just don't want, you know, that going up on me. It's disgusting. Gross. <laughs> I, it's funny, too, because um, I, I don't know. I just, there, there's sometimes, like, you go into a public restroom and you're like, why didn't nobody flush this down? It's brown. Flush it down. And I don't understand why some people are just too lazy or they're thinking that they're funny. By leaving it there, I don't know. I don't understand that one. I can see P. That's fine. I get it. But I don't know. I was reading an article the other day. I think it was Fox 31 uh, here in Denver. They wrote an article, and then like my mom sent it to me. My wife sent it to me as well. Spiders are making their way back into people's homes, especially here in Colorado. Because all the temperatures are starting to change. It's starting to get cooler. So all the spiders are working their way back into people's houses. So I just want to give you a reminder on this. Not necessarily a funny story or anything. 
it's just a public service for you to make sure your house is sprayed, whether you do it or you hire somebody to do it. I personally just go and get some really good uh, big old jug of bug spray and just douse the perimeter of my house, especially the interior. I don't, I don't really go out into the garden or anything like that because I like to have spiders out there catching mosquitoes and, and whatnot. But when it comes to the entryways everywhere, I, that's where I spray for bugs. And we're pr- pretty good. Although the other day, the other day, my wife is just like, Scott, get up here quick, quick. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's an emergency. You run up the stairs and she's like, there's a spider on the wall. Spider, can you kill it? I'm like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> then I was like, let me go get something to kill it. Then I, by the, when I came back, it was gone. And I'm like, I don't know where it's at now. Sorry. Enjoy work. <laughs> Speaking of that, it used to freak me out when I used to work down in the tech center. You would be sitting there, especially like early in the morning, it used to freak me out. I'd be working on the computer, then all of a sudden I would see something out of the corner of my eye, and it's like this, like a clear-looking spider, kind of clearish yellow, just dangling at eye level. And I'm like, ah, sweet God, kill it. Burn the place down. There's spiders in here hate spiders so freaky to me but anyway if there's there's black widows here there's brown recluse here just be ready for it just spray if you can to see if you can help yourself out and make sure you're uh, uh uh you know ready for the bugs also it's a good opportunity to scare your kids into uh cleaning their rooms be like okay hey just so you know this pile of clothes that you have sitting in the Middle of the room. It's a great place for spiders to just chill and hang out. So enjoy that. I'll see you later. Unless you clean it up, then I can spray your room. Oh, you want me to do that? Okay. Aha! It works. Had to do that with my son not too long ago. And I told him yesterday, I was like, hey, your mom's not home. And I sprayed the entire house. And he goes, oh, thank you so much. You got my room, right? He's all, I've been keeping it pretty clean. I'm like, yeah. It's actually the easiest room in the house. So anyway, keep keep that in mind. Uh, you know what we need to do right now? Let's jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> this comes in from Yak Attack on Twitter. I'm just gonna say Twitter. I I I, I just, it's just too hard and annoying to say X. I shouldn't say it's hard. It's more disappointing. I'm just so disappointed in Elon. I'm going to change it to X. Anyway, this comes in from Yak Attack on Twitter. It says, are we going to call all field goals this season triple Lutzes? He's referring to the Broncos' new kicker that they got from the Saints, Will Lutz. I think we should. Triple Lutz. Uh, Here's the snap. And it's a triple lot. It might make field goals a little more exciting. I like that yak attack. And that, by the way, I do like that yak attack for a handle. That's a good handle. Gabriel wrote, what is a good parlay for college football this weekend? Fuck if I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about betting. 
But I would take this. The Buffs are going to, I want to say they're 21 point underdogs, some stupid crap like that to TCU. I'd say they're going to make that a little bit closer. They're going to lose by about, say, two touchdowns. <laughs> and, uh, and then group that with, I don't know, Florida, whoever they're playing to lose. There you go. Boom. You're welcome. Just made you some money. If I didn't make you money, it's not my fault. Okay. Just go to Superbook and do their uh, download their app and then just pick some. If you win something, you're welcome. If you lose something, hey, don't be crying to me. Don't be crying to me. Triple X Dragon. Does that mean he's a dirty dragon? Ah. Meow. <laughs> he wrote, what is the airspeed velocity of on, uh, is it on laden swallow? That's from, what's it called? From uh, Monty Python, <laughs> right? I believe after doing a Google search, <laughs> it's roughly 20.1 miles per hour. There you go. Thank you, Google. Carlos wrote, is Derek Wolf the worst on-air personality that the fan has ever had? Carla wrote in, yes. That's all she wrote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mike wrote in, well, he's tied with Brandon Stokely. I don't get him. Never liked him. And I thought for a while that that's why Sandy Clough was off the air when, he, uh, when Stokely first came to the fan. It seemed like to me that Sandy refused to work with him. I believe, Mike, you're going to feel like an asshole for this. I believe that's the same time frame that Sandy Clough's son passed away. So I think that's why. I, th I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because Sandy was off the air for a while dealing with all that chaos. So I, I got to disagree with you, Mike. I think Stokely's really good. I, I think we all saw Derek Wolf, you know, try to join the the party of being a former athlete and going, I, I can do an on-air gig. And realizing it's just like being an on-air host, especially for sports talk, it's more than just sharing old stories of your playing days. You actually have to have some educated opinions on what's going on with certain teams, not just football. So it wasn't really a surprise when he left. We said it here on the podcast. And I say we, I, you know, I definitely said it. I just didn't, I would like him. I wanted him to succeed, but I just didn't see it happening. And I wish I would have gotten into like a betting pool with that because I would have won some money on that. Of course, of course, I'm very cheap. It probably wouldn't have been a lot. I'd be like, I got $2 <laughs> saying that he doesn't make it till make it to September. And then boom, I would have been, I would have been rich, like $10 rich. But yeah, I, I disagree. I think Stokely is really good. He might not be your cup of tea and that's fine. And that's kind of the beauty of uh, shows like that is you either like them or you don't. And there's plenty of variety on that station as well as other stations. There's a lot of places you can go to get what you like. But, yeah, me personally, I like Stoke. Uh, Small Baller wrote, Wolf was decent, but like many former players, had a short shelf life once he had told all his NFL stories a couple of times. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Small Baller is exactly right. You have to have more in your arsenal than that. 
I get it. Like somebody's like, "Why you should do a whole show as Cowboy to Huff?" I was like, "Yeah, that'd be funny for about thirty seconds. You can't do that. You just you got to sprinkle them in, but you got to have other th- other substance around it in order for all this to continue." So that's the thing, like with some of these former athletes, is yeah, you're gonna share stories, share stories whenever you can. If you want to be a successful on-air host as a former athlete, you have to give some insight that nobody else has. And these are these stories of, you know, hey, you know, Peyton Manning and I did this, this, and this, and blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody else has that. That's that's fascinating. That's some real good insider information that you can't get anywhere else. But here's the thing. You have to have an opinion about everything else that's going on and be able to analyze sports and especially whatever game that you're a, a quote unquote master in, you got to be able, you can't be a one trick pony. And it kind of seems to me like Derek Wolf was a one trick pony. He had the option to learn to be more than that. But from an outsider's perspective, it didn't seem like he wanted to put in the effort. And to be honest, why should he? He loves the hunt. He has his family. It's like, why? Why? He grinded for so long with college football, being in the pros. And now it's just like, do you really need to grind Monday through Friday and be an on-air host? Do you need to? And do you want to? Because kind of two different things. Financially, if you need to do it, yeah, okay. But he didn't financially need to do it. So scratch that off. Then you're left with, do you want to do it? And I think we could all tell by observing him that it just wasn't something that he really wanted to do. I think it was just something he wanted to dip his toe in and see if, if it would be cool. Had some fun times there. And then he realized, seemed like it, he realized it's just like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. So as far as who's the worst on-air personality at the fan that they've ever had, I was trying to think about that. Colorado is very spoiled when it comes to on-air talent. As somebody that used to cover Super Bowls and walk around Radio Row, where you have hundreds of radio stations from around the country, as well as the world, doing shows, there is some terrible talent out there, myself included. But like when you listen to the fan, now here's the problem though. I'm biased because I used to work with those guys. So it's kind of hard for me to really sit there and go, yeah, that person sucks. The only people I would say that are, that, that I have a hard time with is not necessarily the full time on air people. I have a hard time with, and and it's kind of ironic in a sense, it's the people behind the scenes that are trying to compete with the host. Now, that being said, it sounds funny coming from me as somebody that basically got known for that being part of the show, even though I wasn't a, a title name on there. But the difference is I'm not trying to compete with their intelligence. I'm being my own person and being my own, my own uh, 
package, my own care package. I was just, they're talking sports. They're being somewhat serious. What do you get when I enter the, the chat? It's just stupidity and, and comedy. That's what you get, right? So that was the difference. I, I hear people popping on radio stations, does, not necessarily just the fan, but it's, it's the people behind the scenes. And I know that's how people get their start. And for every 10 people that are behind the scenes trying to, you know, break through and pop on and be, you know, a good addition to the station, maybe one of those people actually are actually a benefit. And that's a dig at a lot of people behind the scenes. But as somebody that has been in media for 20 years, I know what I'm talking about. So there's a lot of people that do that. And you're like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to listen to these guys. Okay. I don't need to hear that. But if you do chime in, just don't sit there and try to go head to head with the talent. I don't want that. As a listener, I don't want that. But that's just me. And that's just the way I look at it. I want, if, if, if somebody behind the scenes starts chiming in during a segment, I want them to be completely different than the two paid talents. I want you to be something completely another direction. But that's just me. That's the way I look at it. You could disagree. I don't care what your thoughts are. You can eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> Somebody's like, no, gosh, darn it. No, there's some, some behind the scenes people are really good. And you're like, why are you behind the scenes? I think Kyle Brandt, is it Kyle Brandt? Used to be the producer for Jim Rome. And now he's a big-time host for NFL Network. So it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, it can happen. You can be a behind-the-scenes guy and just pop on every now and then, and eventually you're, you're trying to go toe-to-toe with your, your host. It's, it, I guess it's more likely to happen, and you're more likely to move forward if there's only one host. So if that host is constantly bringing you in and saying, hey, can we get – Give me your thoughts on this. What do you think about this? And then you're more likely to have a good conversation. But if there's two or more actual paid talents on the show, and then you as the the behind-the-scenes person try to chime in, usually it's not going to end well for you, behind-the-scenes person. I'm, I, as a listener, am listening to the two people. And unless you're completely different from those two people, both of them, I, I, I don't want to hear from you. So that's just that's my philosophy on it, whether you agree with it or not. So I can't really pinpoint anybody that has an on-air personality as being terrible, but there are several behind-the-scenes people I'm just like, just shut your freaking mouth. I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. There's a reason why you're not asked to go on the air more. Now, that being said, what you need to do, especially nowadays, it's a lot easier, is start working on it. If you're somebody that is behind the scenes and really wants to be part of an on-air slot, what you need to do is start putting in the work and do it in your own time. Start doing segments, doing different things if you want to be an on-air analyst type of thing. So I just made some enemies. I'm sure I have. And listen, if, if you disagree with me, that's fine. We can talk off air and I'll give you more insight on what I'm talking about. Johnny wrote in, 
Uh, is that his handle, Johnny? Johnny, jo- let's just call him Johnny Two Fingers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just popped in my head. You've talked about your dad being an outdoorsman and living off the land. Could you ever catch a snake and eat it? The answer is no. <laughs> no. I can't catch a snake. I Our garden is going nuts this summer, especially because we had so much rain uh, before the past, like say, month. We were just getting bombarded with rain here in Colorado. So our garden went just nutty. So it's very lush back there. And I know in years past, we've I've seen snakes roll through there. They're like gardener snakes. But if I was ever needing to catch one, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I, I would know how safely. Especially because, remember when we had Chad Brown, former NFL linebacker, and now big-time reptile guy, uh, he... You can find him at shipyourreptiles.com, and he that's his company. Amazing company that he helps people ship reptiles all across the world. Anyway, we were talking to him about like what you should never do is, you know, one, you should never try. If a snake's going to strike at you, don't try to catch it. I was like, so that's a bad idea. Check. <laughs> okay. And then, and then he said, if you ever did, say, grab a hold of a, say, like a gardener snake, most of their diet is water-based, I want to say is what he said. Like, they eat a lot of fish and stuff like that. They like to hang around water and stuff like that. So if you grab them, they secrete this, this like, oily film or something like that, and it smells very fishy. So your hands are just going to reek. So... While it might not hurt you, you're going to be stanky for a long time. So try to avoid that. So, Johnny, going back to that, could I ever catch a snake? No. Would I ever eat a snake? Heck yeah. If you guys prepare snake or know where I can get a snake to eat, I would eat it. Why the heck not? I've a, uh, what was it, alligator. When I covered the Super Bowl in New Orleans a long time ago, that was the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. And when I went out there, amazing food every single freaking time I ate. But there was one night we had a media party. And that's where all the media shows up. I think it's on like Tuesday nights usually is when the media party is, something like that. And basically you show up. Only media is invited. And it's really kind of a taste of the city. So... There's all these different restaurants and different entities out there trying to say, this is why people should be coming out to this city. And New Orleans, obviously, you should be going out there because the food is amazing. Well, at one point, somebody was serving up alligator or gator, and then they had this like tiger sauce with it. It was, I don't, I couldn't even tell you what kind of sauce it was really as far as what the flavor was. But I just remember tasting that gator and how well they prepared that. It was so delicious, even without the sauce. That's a good, you know, sign. If you can eat the meat without sauce and it's still delicious, then then they did it right. And that's the way they did it. They had very it was very well seasoned. So I I that's the craziest thing I've ever ate. But yeah, I, I would like to eat snake. I've heard it's good. 
And like you brought up my dad and my mom always tells me that like, yeah, he would live off the land and he would eat either squirrel or snakes or bugs, whatever he could get his hands on. You know, like the, you see the naked and afraid, naked and afraid. He would do that, but I believe he was wearing clothes, (laughs) hopefully. Uh, But he would live off the land. And part of that was he was a park ranger uh, for a brief time up in upstate New York and doing a bunch of stuff like that. So, like, then there's me. See, this is he passed away when I was five, so he didn't get a chance to teach me his ways of how to, uh, to hunt things and how to skin. Any, uh, I filleted a, a trout the other day. That was, I did that for the first time the other day. Poor trout. <laughs> It wasn't that bad. There's just not a lot of meat on a trout. Lamont wrote in, what's your favorite movie? That's Lamont, that's a good question. That's a very big question. Because if I'm going with comedy, I got to sit there and think about it. Because if I'm thinking about my favorite comedy, one that if it's on, I just got to watch it. And it doesn't matter at what point in the movie it's at that I'm just going to start laughing and I'm going to have a good time. And the one that, God, there's a couple now that it, as I'm sitting here. One, there's Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell and Danny McBride. Hilarious movie. Hilarious. Great movie. Also, considering uh, talking about Will Ferrell, him and Mark Wahlberg in The Other Guys. Hilarious movie. Hilarious. Both of those are really good. But if I had to pick between the two, I guess I would say Land of the Lost. Really funny. But if I'm going with somebody or something more serious, I would say Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey. That's a good one. That's a really good movie. I love that movie. Now, most of that stuff that they're talking about, I pretend like I understand it, but ultimately I don't. I don't. He's like, listen here, Turbo. We're going to go up and planets. Going to go soaring past the moon. I can't do Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. You see here, Turbo, we're going to go out there. We're going to take the bull by his horns. And we're going to say, fuck you, son. And we're going to go on this planet, see? <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. He, it's such an interesting draw with him. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't really do it. <laughs> I, was try, I was trying to think. The other day I was doing it, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a mixture of like George W. Bush. Like, hi, hello, I'm George W. Bush, but I could also say I'm Matthew McConaughey, and I am rolling a booger between my fingers. <laughs> and it's, I don't know. I don't know why I said that either. It's stupid. Anyway, <laughs> if you ever want to interact with the podcast, go ahead and do so. You can find me on social media, at the Huff Podcast. And uh, you can find me, you can just send me an email if you'd like, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com. And I said this, I think, yesterday, in yesterday's episode, as we're getting closer and closer to October, obviously I want to start preparing for our, uh, we're going to do a Halloween special this year again. And if you got a crazy story, one that you either want to share Personally, some crazy stories that happened to you, send them to me, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com. Send it to me that way. 
You can be anonymous or you can tell me all the details you want. Or maybe there's a story you just want me to get into. Just tell me what it's about briefly and send it to me and I'll start doing some digging. I'd like to have a bunch of stories compiled and then we can just make it a really just jam-packed, fun, crazy story for Halloween. So we got we basically got two months to prepare. <laughs> so if I screw this up, I'm blaming you, okay? Not me, you, you. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I hope you smiled a little bit in this episode. Remember, don't be driving with farm animals riding shotgun, okay? It's frowned upon, especially you're going to have to hose off that back end of the, <laughs> the passenger side because there's a bunch of BS all, all sprayed all over it. Oh, my God. Again, go to my Facebook or YouTube page. You'll see what I'm talking about. Holy crap. It's disgusting. Uh, thanks for supporting the podcast, guys. I, I really appreciate it. And, and by supporting the podcast, you can support my partners, Sugar Fire in Westminster, amazing barbecue place. Whether you go there for lunch or dinner, it's just a great atmosphere. They're off of 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron, on the south side of 144th. Go in there, grab anything that you get is going to be amazing. Also, check out Superbook Sports Colorado. Don't forget to use that promo code MILEHIGH. And of course, go to burnsandmccoy.com. Use promo code DEHUFF. You're going to get 20% off your next order. And when you get your hot sauces, you got to send me a note. Be like, this is what I got, and this is why I love it. You got to let me know. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you some love during the show. You're welcome. Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing day. Don't forget, don't be a dick today. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.